it only happens once a week because it is just that damn special. Welcome to Steve Stinky Mascord's White Line Fever! Welcome to episode 21 of White Line Fever, and uh, we're starting with the Friday night NRL games, which is the way we've done things the last two or three weeks. In a moment, we'll be going to Perth and talking to the Broncos hooker, Andrew McCulloch. But first, I'm here with Anthony Stewart from the Townsville Bulletin, and we're talking about that first game on Friday night, and Parramatta fans are still trying to forget it. 39-6 Penrith over Parramatta at Parramatta Stadium. I believe you have a soft spot for the pennies. Yeah, well, I sort of grew up at uh, Penrith Park, as it was back in the day, Steve. So. It must have been cold at night. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but, you know, we always had Ugg boots and we had our, our, our overcoats as well, so we are always sweet. So, but uh, I was pretty happy watching last night's game, even though it was on delay here in Queensland at 9.35. And uh, how bad, again, I didn't see it, any of it, how bad were Parramatta? Look, Parramatta were very ordinary. It's one of those games that's very hard to judge. Is were Penrith really good or were Parramatta really that bad? And I suppose perhaps you judge it on the week before where you say Penrith got absolutely hammered by South and obviously Parramatta were up here in North Queensland and they got hammered as well. So perhaps it's just two very ordinary sides and Parramatta are, are much, much, much worse at the moment. I don't know where they're going to come back from this. Yeah, it's very interesting with Stephen Kearney. The club says they're sticking by him. I think he's, you know, he's been uh, had a good run from the media and from fans until now, but... Uh, it is, uh, I mean, where, what are they lacking, Parramatta? Where, where, where do you think they're, they're left wanting? Well, from watching the, the games uh, talk against the Cowboys and you want, the one against Penrith, I would say that the Parramatta in both games were dominating the first 10 minutes and they looked the most likely to score. Then all of a sudden, one thing went against them, uh, in the, probably in the case of being tries, the game turned on its head, heads dipped, and there was definitely no belief in that side, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of structure. I know they made changes with Chris Sandow coming into the side, but at the moment, uh, he, look, he's putting in lots of effort, but I don't know if the structure's around him to, uh, to get things done and turn it around at this stage. And finally, here in Townsville, plenty of uh, expectation around the, the Cowboys this year. Is the, is the interest at the level it's always been? Is there anything different about this year from the point of view of the public and, and the game? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, crowd numbers have been down the last couple of years, but I think the expectation in recent years has always been pretty high with the Cowboys. After round one, there was plenty of people uh, starting to jump off the bandwagon, but uh, round two, round three, everyone's all aboard, toot toot. Um, so we're, everyone is sort of hoping that the Cowboys are, are going to do big things in 2012. Injuries will dictate that, but with JT, Bowen, Payne and uh, a few others running the show, uh, you should expect big things. Thanks for being on White Line Fever. Loved it, Steve. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Friday night, round four of the NRL, and uh, Brisbane come back from 12-0 down, and South seem to be, well, they look pretty good. They look like they picked up um, from Penrith the previous week. It was a great fight back, and I'm with Andrew McCulloch from the Broncos. Um, terrible injury to Jarrell. Yeah, yeah, how did you just concentrate on the job at hand and put that out of your mind? You know, it's um, obviously you don't want any that injuries to happen to anyone. You know, it's, um, it's a big, uh, he's a big player in our team, and he certainly can score a lot of tries, but... You know, it's, uh, it's in some ways if we can take any sort of positive out of, out of it at all, it sort of gets their boys and they all really wanted to play for him. You know, they, they, they know he went down with a serious injury and they didn't want to let him down. Now, I noticed uh, watching from the sideline, uh, you tried an offload and, and the ball went to ground and you were filthy on yourself, but you still tried again just after half time. It led to a great try to Josh Hoffman. I mean, ha- it must be a tough balance, you know, and you, it must be hard not to get a bit gun shy when something doesn't come off. Yeah, certainly, you know, and, and it was there, just didn't have the grip on the ball, certainly the read, and uh, I think while we're there in support, so it was definitely on. I just didn't have the grip and I was a bit filthy, I dropped it, but 
those things can go either way and hooks are always, you know, really into us about having a go and backing ourselves and that's, you know, didn't come off but hopefully it did in the second half as well. What did you do right in the second half that you weren't doing in the first? You know, there was a lot of intent, you know, the boys that came on from the bench really put a lot of enthusiasm in, you know, and Hook spoke about half-time, line, line speed and defence, and, you know, the boys hung in there through some tough times, and, you know, with that, it, that just came in the back end, you know, a bit of kick pressure on um, some of the key players, and it pulled off for us. Thanks, Andrew.
introducing to White Line Fever with Steve Mascourt. Welcome back. That was Rock Sugar with Don't Stop the Sandman, which is cool, which is known as a mashup of a very famous Journey song and an even more famous Metallica song. Pretty interesting stuff. Actually heard that on a, another podcast. I'll give it a plug. It's called uh, The Hair Metal Mansion. I can thoroughly recommend it. Okay, we're talking about the weekend's uh, football and we've got a few players on this week, actually. Thanks to Andrew McCulloch for talking to us. And coming up very shortly, we'll be speaking to the one and only Ben Westwood, the uh, England international, uh, when our uh, UK correspondent, Thomas McCooey, discusses um, the first of the weekend's games in Super League, and it was on Friday night, a bit of an epic, loved watching it, Warrington 22, Wigan 20, and here is uh, Thomas talking to Ben. Well, first of all, you copped a few hits in that game, it was a pretty tough one, wasn't it? Yeah, but uh, you know, they always are, you know, the Wigan-Warrington games, and you know, we expected it to be tough, and, you know, and, it, and it sure went out there, so you know, I'm just uh, glad you know, we... Uh, we gave as much as we got and uh, we came away with two points. Yeah, and you're only in front for 12 minutes of the entire game, so it just shows what team spirit you had to be behind for that length of time and not give up. Yeah, yeah, we, we haven't, uh, you know, we're doing it the hard way at the minute. We're giving too much ball away again, uh, you know, early on in the game and, you know, it ties you out for the end of the game, but, uh, you know, we dug deep today and, uh, you know, Brett kicked that goal and pressure goal and, uh, you know, we, we, we all along there. Did you always sense you were in it? Yeah, definitely. You know, we're never too far behind. We're only a try behind, and we always know that we can score points. Uh, you know, thankfully we did at the right time. And uh, so, like I said, we're just we're just pleased we just get getting the two points. But we need to start playing a bit better and start our games. I think. And we know how tough Ryan Atkins is in attack. He's a pretty lethal weapon, but he showed his defensive quality today when Sam made that break. Not many people catch him, but Ryan did. Yeah, yeah, he's as strong as a freak in this in terms of uh, you know the strength, the strength and speed that he's got. That uh, you know, I'm glad he's on our team and nobody else's. Also, the best part of this interview, and it's different to any other interview you'll do this year, is you get to pick a song at the end of it to go on White Line Fever. So pick a nice rocky guitar song and it'll go on. Rocky guitar song? Uh, I will choose... Uh, what they call? I forgot what they call now. We'll try and remember. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's him? Him, he went, he went drummer for... Jumper from Nirvana. Oh yeah, Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Uh, Come on, give me a song. Best of You. Nice one. Acoustic. Acoustic. Yeah. We'll see if we can get that for you. Nice one. Okay. Cheers, man. Cheers, man.
Clayton from Taiketo and Jim Kennedy, and you are listening to White, White Line Fever. Well, how cool was that to have a Super League player come on the program and request a song? It was a great, uh, Thank you very great much. request as well. Uh, that acoustic version of The Best of You by Foo Fighters. Okay, um, let's go through the rest of the Super League scores at the weekend. Wakefield 32, Catalan 22, um, Salford 38, Bradford 
Uh, 18, very disappointing at home for Bradford. Hull FC, 42, Castleford, 28, Widnes, 38, London, 30. Jeez, London struggling. Um, uh, Hull KR, uh, 40, Huddersfield, 22. And on, uh, on the final game, the Sunday night game, was great to watch. But that this will be our question for the week on whitelinefever.ning.com. Does dyeing your hair red distract a team? Because that's what uh, St. Helens have lost four in a row. They returned home. They're playing the world champions, Leeds. Leeds had their high, their hair dyed for um, sport relief. Um, they were for like fire engine red. One of them, two of them were blue. And uh, flogged 46 to 6. Uh, now, um, Steve-O and Eddie on Sky got themselves in a bit of strife by saying that there's better ways to... Um, support charity without distracting yourself during a football game. Um, and Mark Geyer on Twitter agreed. He said it shows that your mind is on different things. Um, there's better ways to support charity uh, that aren't so distracting. And I've got to say, listen, um, as an outsider, looking at Kevin Sinfield, uh, remonstrating with his team in the end goal area, um, and his hair, he looks like Ronald McDonald. To me, I took him a little less seriously. But then again, I haven't been training with him all week or I didn't go to the game with him with everyone looking like that, I didn't get over the uh, the uh, humour in it, um, so as maybe the players did. I guess you only know if it's a distraction if you played, but I'm, I'm keen to hear your opinions. Go to whitelinefever.ning.com and tell me what you think. Um, okay, Saturday uh, uh, NRL games. Uh, Warriors 26, Gold Coast 6. St. George Illawarra 17, Manly 6. Um, so that was a bit of a, sh- a bit of a shock there. The Seagulls' consecutive losses, uh, both in the same part of Sydney, actually, in southern Sydney area. And the team from the southern Sydney area, which beat Manly in round three, Cronulla 20, North Queensland 14. I was at that game. Huge shock. Massive performance by Paul Gallen. Pick up this week's Rugby League Week to find out just how massive a performance it was. Okay, we've also got a Facebook page. It's called uh, uh, facebook.com forward slash stevemascord.com. Go to that. All the full-time scores in the Rugby League, news updates from Rugby League and Rock and Roll. And I've already mentioned whitelinefever.ning.com. And the only one I want to mention for now, there's all sorts of things to plug if I wanted to, but the only other thing I want to, want to mention now is stevemascord.com, which has had a complete overhaul this year. Uh, lots of video. Um, instead of having grabs from press conferences, we've got entire press conferences there um, after matches. And, of course... I should mention I should have mentioned him earlier, and he focus he uh, features very uh, prominently on stevemascot.com. Thomas McCooey, our new English correspondent, who grabbed Ben we- Ben Westwood there. Uh, that's awesome. Thank you very much, Thomas. Uh, now, very exciting coming up: a new song from Cold Chisel. It's called Everybody. <laughs>
Overkill, you're listening to White, White Line, Line Fever. Welcome back to the program, and we're going to talk about the Sunday NRL games. Uh, there's two of them uh, Canterbury shock uh, defeat to Newcastle 20 to 6 at ANZ Stadium, uh, and the game that my next guest and I were at, which was Melbourne 44, Sydney Roosters 4 at Amy Park. Paul Crawley from the Daily Telegraph. But first, I think we're going to go back to uh, Friday night. Um, and the uh, very heavy defeat that Parramatta suffered at the um, hands of Penrith. And um, a fellow who was at the game today, uh, working as a commentator, was uh, was the captain of uh, Parramatta, Nathan Hindmarsh. And Paul, um, suggestions that he's uh, going to be uh, ex- or considered expendable at the end of the season, uh, part of a bit of a clean-out at Parramatta. The thing that upsets me and, and gets my back up about the Nathan Hindmarsh talk that he's too old and he's he's had it as a footballer and he doesn't have an impact anymore is the fact that Nathan Hindmarsh misses tackles before he, because he cares. And you saw it today, Steve, with the, the way the Melbourne Storm play. Billy Slater's the champion he is, not because simply he's an outstanding athlete, but because he cares so much about what Melbourne means to him and and every player in their side's exactly the same, mate. And if Parramatta had more players like Nathan Hindmarsh, I don't think they'd be in the situation they are. What did you think of uh, what did you think of today's game? Uh, I mean, the Roosters were a bit stiff with two or three decisions in the first half, but really, it's almost uh, ridiculous to mention them now, isn't it? After they were defeated by 
the biggest margin they've ever lost to Melbourne, and the previous one was 38, so they had something to beat Melbourne, and they, they beat it. There was, there was a couple of bad calls early in that first half, and at that time in the game, the match was still in the balance, so I reckon the Roosters fans have every right to be a little upset. But you watch the Melbourne Storm and you wonder how much better a guy like Billy Slater can get. He just, he just seems to improve every single week. And, and again, it goes back to that he puts himself... He, he gets lucky because he's always there. Look, I reckon um, just with regard to... A few, now Billy Slater's now scored more tries this year than three clubs. Uh, Parramatta, Gold Coast and the Roosters. And everyone was saying this year that um, you know it's the most even competition ever... And uh, sure enough, it's like saying Cronulla are finally going to win the comp. Uh, it never happens. <laughs> and uh, I think the salary cap, I mean, I, I don't think there's really an argument. If, you, if Objectively, the salary cap has worked because we've had so many premiers in the first 15 years of the NRL. Uh, but I, it's looking like there's going to be a few stragglers this year, isn't it? It's looking like the old days where was, if some clubs are going to struggle all year. Well, unless something drastically changes, there's no way in the world you could consider Parramatta anything but wooden spoon contenders and probably the same with the Gold Coast. Um, they're probably the only two, though, that I'd, I'd rate no chance at this stage to make the, the final eight. But when you're getting down to premiership contenders, I reckon there's probably five or six definite chances and, and, and that'd be it. It's been a few years, though, since you've actually looked at a, a weekend of footy and gone, they're no hope. I mean, you know, like normally the team at the bottom, it's a cliche, the team at the bottom can beat the team at the top, I'd say, for the last five years in the NRL. Um, but there will be weeks this year where I think you can. some games are a foregone conclusion. Or is it too early to say that? Well, as weird as it sounds, look, if Jared Hayne goes back for next Saturday night and play Manly, Parramatta suddenly become a chance simply because Jared Hayne has so many try assists with that team. I think the statistics last year, Steve, was like he had... 27 try assists for the final play mm. for Parramatta. It's incredible the difference that one man makes to that team. Yeah. Well, uh, that's it. We don't. We can't talk too much about the uh, win by Newcastle because neither of, of us have seen it. Now, the only thing about this program that's even remotely interesting is that is that uh, you get to play a song. So uh, you got a, you got a favourite song, but it can't be. I don't want to hear any. I don't want to hear any sort of uh, classical music or. Uh, Disco or rockabilly, or, or you know something that you're going to hear on FM radio. Off the top of my head, yeah. AC, DC, Awesome. The band most likely to sue us. Thank you, Paul.
Hi, this is Martorian from the Bullet Boys, and you're listening to White Line Fever right here, baby. Let's just do this. Welcome back. It's uh, Canberra 30, West Tigers 16 at uh, Campbelltown Sports Ground in Monday Night Football. And here with Terry Campisi. What's that cup you're carrying? Um, just a little trophy between the, the teams. I think it's, uh, it's uh, named the 89 uh, League Legends Cup. So uh, it's great to have it in our hands, not theirs. Mate, um, half-time 12-10, anyone's game. What happened in the second half? Oh, we, uh, we thought we missed a few opportunities in that first half and we knew if we could go out there with the same attitude as what we did, we uh, could get over the top of them and that's what we did. You know, We had a few injuries with Shiloh and Papali not coming back on, but you know, the boys d- put their hand up and we got behind the forwards and you know, Reese Robinson at the back was terrific. Seems a long time ago that people were sort of placing pressure on everyone in the club, talking about the coach and all that sort of stuff. It's only four weeks into the season, but that seems like it was a couple of months ago. Yeah, mate. <laughs> uh, you know, the pressure's, pressure's on every week, being a uh, professional rugby league team. So we just uh, know if we can you know, go out there with the, with the intent to, uh, to win and you know, everyone you know, play together you know, as, a, as a group of 17, we can you know, be anything in this competition. So you know, the, the emphasis has been all on us and not the other teams. You'll only get pestered by me once a year to do this, but the good thing about it is you get to pick a song at the end of it. You got a song for me? A rock song? Uh, yeah, I listen to um, Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, by the way, before every game, so yeah, that's my song. Standing in line to see the show tonight and there's a light on, heavy glow.
say I'd be there waiting for 